0: What's up you guys and welcome to the 4th State Podcast. This is Bailey and today we're talking about communication, projections, mirrors, all that jazz, how to be a better communicator in general. How we communicate with the world is how we interact with the world. Communication is what sparks all ideas, all all facets of life. So how do we become better at communication. How how do we develop the skills to interact with the world on a deeper level, on a more effective level, on a more respected level? And the first step is to understand effective communication in general to get an idea of what it looks like to be a great communicator. And by the way, you guys Disclaimer, I'm not a spiritual saint, I'm not a great communicator, I'm just someone that is interested in learning to be a better communicator, and these are the concepts, ideas, and reminders that have helped me along that journey, and I hope they help you too. So effective communication, it involves actively listening, it involves being aware of how you're communicating, and it involves communicating in an authentic and respectful way. So let's break that down. Being aware of your own communication. For the next three days, I want you to do an experiment and just notice how you are communicating with the people in your life, with the, I don't know, everything that you're communicating with. Notice what your intention is behind your communication. If there is one thought that is coming up and distracting you from the communication in general. For example, if insecurity is coming up in this conversation and you're allowing your response to be from a space of insecurity, notice that. Notice if you are being more open or if you're being closed off, if you're being judgmental or non-judgmental or aggressive or gentle, just start to become aware of your communication in general. And as you are becoming aware of your communication, start to really listen to the people that you are in communication with. What are they saying? What do they actually want? What direction do they want to take this conversation? And a good way to do that is to ask questions. Ask questions. I think we want to assume a lot of the time, uh, we want to think that we know what a person means, but a lot of the time in order to avoid misunderstanding, if you just ask one extra question before assuming it can, it can, uh, deescalate a misunderstanding completely. So, actively listening, asking questions, and reflecting back to make sure that you're on the same page and to make sure that they are on the same page. Because sometimes things get said that aren't, there's multiple ways to understand it. There's multiple um, different translations almost of the same English words. So ask questions. And practice empathy. This is a big one. Practicing empathy, which if you're listening to this podcast, I am pretty sure that you are an empathetic person. But just when you're in communication and when you're actively listening, try to understand which direction this person wants to take the conversation. And again, you can do this by asking questions. But a lot of the time people come to us and they want to vent to us and they want to... Um, you know, like, let's just take that as an example. When someone comes to you and wants to vent to you, a lot of the time they don't want the fix. They don't want to know how to do it. They just want to be heard. And sometimes we can create these triggering moments, these mis- miscommunications when you're trying to fix the situation and the person doesn't want to be fixed. It upsets them. It up- triggers them. It makes them feel more sensitive to the whole situation. And then you end up with two upset people that are having this miscommunication. So try to understand which path they want to take with the communication, especially when you're holding space for someone about something that is more on the deeper level of something that is more vulnerable. Um, ask which way you want to go. When misunderstandings happen, a huge part of communication in general is accepting that misunderstandings will happen and trying and and understanding how you want to take those misunderstandings. Um, So misunderstandings happen. They're a way of life. Conflict is a way of life. However, we can make these conflicts a little less energy consuming by having better communication. So when these misunderstandings happen, there's two things to really think about here. One is how are you going to take care of your own energy in the situation so that you can come from a gentle response, from a grounded response and not a triggered response. And two, how are you going to actually communicate this misunderstanding? Don't not letting it fester too long, um but also if you need to take time and space to get to that more grounded response, communicating that you need that time and space. I am someone who loves to have time and space when I'm in a misunderstanding. Uh, for me, sometimes when I'm in misunderstandings, my my thoughts are just going too fast to really actually understand what I want and how I want to communicate from that situation. So a lot of the time when I'm in conflict I have to communicate, Hey, I really want to talk about this, but right now I am focused on X, Y, Z, and I want to give this, this conversation, the time and space that it needs. Um, So yeah, this is like really important, especially with people who have a lot on their plate to really recognize the energy that it takes to run their life, but also understanding the respect that you have for one another and that you it's important to communicate when you will have these communications. Uh and be gentle with yourself. Miscommunication happens. Um you don't need to be right in each, every situation. That's when you have miscommunications in general is when you are like really fixated really fixated on your idea, really fixated on what they meant by this, really fixated on your projections of other people. So projections, let's get into it. Projections in general are basically like stereotypes. Um, what we think about people, they, and they can be unconscious as well, But sort of the biases that we attribute to someone, what we think someone is thinking, uh, this is what happens when we don't ask people questions, when we don't get curious about what people are about and different situations. An example of a projection in a way that maybe you don't think about is that we can project our anxiety onto the miscommunication. An example of this is uh when we are not coming from a grounded space and having the communication, our anxiety can come through in how we're communicating. So something that should look like, "Hey, you interrupted me. Can you please give me some space?" can turn into "Stop yelling at me. Get out of here." You know, it, it when we project our anxiety onto how we're communicating with someone, it can affect our communications or affect our relationships because it creates conflict and it misinterprets what we actually want, what we actually desire. What we actually desire is to be able to coexist freely, to flow freely um and to understand and connect with people so basically projections are the distortion of other people of our communication in general f- that is preventing us from having expressive meaningful authentic connections with these people so when you are communicating It's so important to think about which projections that you are working through in order to improve your relationships and have a greater empathy and understanding with other people. What projections are really happening for you? And I'm going to break down right now some examples of exactly how do you do that. One is to recognize patterns. Um, That was really intense, but... (laughs) Yeah, tend to notice if you have certain reactions with different situations or during different times of the day or when you are doing different things. Uh, and this can really help you f- figure out what you are projecting. Um, so let's see, what's an example of this? A Projecting can mean that you blatantly misunderstand someone. Um, through projections. Basically imagine someone who's really insecure in a relationship and they have felt abandonment in the past or unlovable or unworthy of love. And when their partner communicates with them, Hey, I can't make it to dinner. They project this idea of, Oh, they don't love me. I'm worthless. I'm insecure. All these different things. So When that happens, just take time to recognize what is it that you're seeing in yourself and if you are seeing in others, if what you are seeing in others is really about you or is about them. If it's a projection of your own thoughts and feelings. Uh, So mindfulness is really important in this as well. And taking responsibility, I think, I think I may have said this earlier, but a lot of the time miscommunication happens when we want to be right 100% of the time, but good communication requires that you take responsibility and noticing if you are projecting on someone and acknowledging your part in the miscommunication rather than placing blame on others, taking responsibility for that. Okay. So let's see let's talk about mirrors now, I guess. Um, yeah, projections in general are assumptions they're stereotypes on how people are acting um and what people mean without asking what they mean. mirrors, on the other hand, are really cool because the concept means basically that the people in the situations that are our reality are simply a reflection of ourself. So <laughs> what that means is what we see in our reality is what we possess or lack within ourselves. Um, an example of this is someone who has a really joy-filled view on life. Their whole life will be completely joy-filled. It will be completely beautiful. It will be completely extraordinary. Uh, Alternatively, if we are from this perspective that everyone, you know, the universe, it doesn't have our back. We're going to continuously find evidence that shows us that the universe doesn't have our back. So whatever you think is true is going to become your reality. This is how mirrors act. Uh, So... How we can sort of work with this is and in, in sort of like understand what we're interested in and sort of like what that means. If we're finding ourselves drawn towards like really fiery, outgoing, confident people, it may be because we desire to embody those qualities in ourselves. So, or on the other hand, if we're in this space of really judging others, it, it could be a sign that we're really having a hard time accepting ourselves. We're really judging ourselves. Uh, whenever I think about mirrors, I love to think of social media. And just because I think it's a really interesting way to think of mirrors. When we are following something, someone, it's usually because what we see in them, we can see in ourselves. So someone who has a totally different life than us we can see glimpses of ourself in that other person. And so we are drawn to them. This is how relationships work as well. The reason we feel drawn to people is because we can see a part of ourselves in them, uh, which makes sense why vulnerability and sharing that relatable aspect of you is such a beautiful way to have better relationships and better communications in general. Um, so yeah, mirrors are simply, you know, a reflection of ourselves. It's, it's a, it's how we, um, are able to see different levels of self-awareness by how we interact with the world. You know, if we're in this judgmental state, why are we in this judgmental state? Where, where is this coming from? And the more authentic you are, the more authenticity you will see in others. The more that you come from a space of self-trust and from a space of commitment, the more commitment you will see in your outside reality. So basically, when you are finding triggers, look within. Look within the mirror. Have a conversation with yourself. Um, This is a really beautiful way to think about how you're communicating with yourself as well. Uh, looking at yourself in the mirror, having that communication with yourself and literally like having that mirror work where you're talking to yourself and understanding where you're coming from. Okay, that sounded, I feel like that was a little jumbled, but I think you know what I mean. Um, But uh, real quick, I just want to give like some... Overall, just general understanding about this whole thing. like a, a little conclusion here. So, in conclusion, the main parts about active, about communication is to understand that you can be wrong, is to express yourself authentically and to pay attention to what other people are saying. Don't use your own biases to communicate with other people. Come from a blank space, come from a grounded space. Projections, identify and work through them. Start to see if you are projecting your insecurities onto your communications and start to work on these yourself. Notice when you get triggered, what projected into that. Uh, mirrors are beautiful for growth in general. And just having a moment to have that continued mindfulness of what is inside me is outside of me. Uh, Okay. That's pretty much it, you guys. I have a couple studies here if you're interested in the science. Real quick, I'll just uh, run through some of them. So with projections in general, uh, there's a review article that looks at the how people project their feelings onto the other person. It's a psychological defense mechanism where people are unconsciously putting their feelings onto the other person. And we sort of have talked about in real time what that looks like previously in this episode, But it can look like projecting your insecurity on what the person means. If someone says, Oh, I'm going to skip dinner tonight, it can mean, uh, and this projection can mean that, you know, that it means that you'd want to abandon them or whatever they want to make it mean. So that's pretty cool. There's evidence on how projections create dissonance. And being aware of them is a way to, to, how to mitigate that dissonance. Mirrors, a a study on mirrors. And by the way, guys, I'm doing these studies because I think it's important to have this grounded approach to what I'm talking about. Not only it be coming from a spiritual point of view, but also from a scientific view. Uh, But mirrors, this study that I found was really freaking cool Basically, it's a study that shows that seeing yourself as a positive role model leads to greater personal growth. This really reminded me of what manifestation is in general. It's basically saying when you see yourself as a role model, you're more likely to have a. It, it, ha, how did. More. You're more likely to engage in personal growth. You're more likely to engage in. Uh, self-improvement activities, and therefore you're able to have a greater sense of meaning and purpose in life. Simply by seeing yourself as a greater role model, you're able to have a better life. And lastly to take it home um, is just this study that talks about compassionate love can lead to a A range of really important positive emotions and outcomes, happiness and satisfaction in general, having those improved empathetic listening can really change your life. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any suggestions for next time or any questions, DM me on Instagram. Yeah. Love you guys. Talk soon.